What's up, everyone? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 233 of Spinning Thoughts. Our special guest is Like Pacific, and this is one of my absolute favorite bands. Like, truly, I love Like Pacific. And this is now the fourth time that we've had them on Spinning Thoughts. I think Dan's talked to them the most. It's seemingly becoming a competition between Dan and myself and our undying love for Like Pacific. So Dan met up with the band in Waterloo, Ontario. This was at the beginning of the Control My Sanity album release tour, one of the best albums to release late last year in 2021. If you look behind me, you can see the vinyl back there as well. Again, love this band, love Control My Sanity. If you haven't listened to it yet, this is my plea. I implore you to go and check out Control My Sanity from the amazing Like Pacific. So Dan, if you remember last week, talked to Action Adventure and Dan did double duty at this event. He caught up with Action Adventure. Go back and check out episode 232 for more info on that band and what they have going on. But while Dan was there at the event, he caught up with the headliners themselves like Pacific. He dove into what it is like being in a band right now and touring post-COVID, what it was like creating Control My Sanity, and a whole lot more. If you like this kind of content, make sure you give it a like on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And of course, we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. So much love for Adobe Radio. Make sure you go and check out the other personalities, the other podcasts, the other shows on Adobe Radio. And keep an eye on their socials because there's some pretty fun content that they are going to be dropping for back to school time frame and, and so much more. So go show the love. So without any further delay, we're going to dive into Dan's conversation with one of our collective favorite bands like Pacific. Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. Now I'm here with Jordan of Like Pacific. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm sweaty, but good. <laughs> it's good to see you. I was, uh, we were just saying that uh, one of my, I think my last interview before the pandemic started was... The super spreader event of the century in Hamilton. <laughs> it sure was. Before the world shut down, yeah. yeah. It was March 7th, 2020. I remember the actual day, so... Yeah. Lots of if it was like there was nothing that week, so it makes sense. Like it was everyone just being like, should we shut our bars down? Should we shut our businesses down? And then it was like, okay, Monday this day we're shutting down. You're like, oh god. So yeah, I remember my wife being like, should you really go to this show? Have you heard about that thing? And and a week later, world shuts down. So lots has happened between then and now. Um, so firstly, I'm just kind of interested to know. Um, how has the pandemic affected um, the work of Like Pacific? It ruined a lot of things. <laughs> we had a couple tours lined up that were pretty cool that just kind of fell through and some opportunities we could have had, uh, you know, like the first time going over to Australia and stuff like that too that got canned because of COVID and like restrictions and stuff like that. Uh, but we managed to record a record during it in the weirdest places and on our own and, and then finally got to a studio when you could all be in the same place. Uh, so it was good, but it was also terrifying for a band. I don't know, like much every other band. Like if you're not doing anything, you're not doing anything and no one 
pays attention unless you do things but we were like stuck in obviously Toronto where we had the most lockdowns of all time in the entire world in Ontario so you know hard <laughs> but I, I'll just say it was hard I guess absolutely yeah because um, I guess the like the touring side of things just completely shuts down and that 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 income source is just over until further notice yeah we, like took forever to put the record out because we were like oh if we put it out now then we can't tour on it it's just gonna fall flat like a lot of people's records did and they were really bummed about so we got kind of lucky by putting it out in December and it did pretty well but it's just the fact that it, we had to wait it was the entire thing the entire pandemic was just us waiting and not being able to play any shows we played two shows in the pandemic so far besides like this tour it was like a Hamilton and a Seaway Holiday Shaker and it was so weird COVID made everything so fucking weird absolutely absolutely so um you're back on the road this is uh pretty much the first real tour then supporting the the new release and you mentioned that so you wrote that record uh during the pandemic yes so like two months before the pandemic happened probably like december 2019 maybe three months before we like did the record we wrote two songs i think we did control my sanity in something else i forget what song we had them done they were good to go and then we're like cool like we'll come back in like a month and we'll start doing everything we're just getting like a a head on the record and then we kind of were like trying to plan things we were planning to go for march and then the week we were supposed to go in the world shut down so we couldn't and so a month later i went into the studio and kind of talked with sam we figured stuff out and then we kind of just got like Luke would drive and we'd all wear masks and record all day and then like someone would leave and the next day another person would come in and it was always just me just being the constant so it was very hard and it was very weird but essentially I guess we all wrote it in isolation the rest of the record like we had some stuff good to go but like nothing elaborated on because we couldn't even jam together so we were like FaceTiming each other and sending each other riffs over voice notes and stuff like that it was pretty bad but we finally got to be able to do it and it was like good but it was just like you know really strange scenario it was like yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, you certainly haven't written any of your other records that way. Yeah, no, this is like, the I don't recommend writing music in isolation. It's very depressing, but I mean, it worked for us, so it's fine. And now we were here now touring for the first time since 2019. So, so, so when you look back on the finished product, when you, when you look back now on Control My Sanity that came about in this like super weird way um are you are you prouder of that effort than maybe some of the other ones just because of the way it all came together during the pandemic i think so i think that this record there was a lot of like blood sweat and tears put into it like like every record has but this one was like we couldn't even be in the same room we had to write an entire record to put out you know what i mean we got lucky to put another record on pure noise and we kind of had to do it but there was no way and like some of us are trying to be like, you know, we got to do our part, but we also need to get in the studio and do this. And like, also Sam has other projects he has to push aside and get us in. And obviously a bunch of us had like other obligations, like working and being on serve and all this shit. And so like, it kind of just messed everything up. But I do think that we are super happy with the record outcome because we worked so hard on it. You know what I mean? It was like the hardest record we ever worked on besides like maybe distant. Cause it was our first, like first record you want to do well, but this one, I think we put everything into it, you know, so. Absolutely. And so would, um, like, the fact that, okay, so basically you've had an income stream dry up like every other musician because you can't tour. Mm-hmm. 
and now you've got to write this record in this weird way and yet you all have to worry about income right like some of us work at bars so that was like completely next like no bar work so you're not making any income in a band and you're not making any income in a bar and then you know Luke works in a retail shop and he like was doing that for a bit because like things could be open in that sense for like drop off pickup stuff like that so like he was the only one really working but he was worked to the bone because it was just how it is like you know what I mean like it was like their short staff people were quitting to come in so like him living in Kingston and doing that was like kind of hard and then you know everyone during this pandemic kind of got married and shit or, or are getting married and bought houses and stuff like that so it's like the real adult like kind of situation but yeah I don't know it's like it's just messed up <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely it just seems like it'd be a lot to uh be having to handle like, yeah, like all at up. once everyone's income like I don't think any of us like I didn't make income for two months besides like sir but like it was taking forever to like figure it out for me for some reason and whatnot like like a lot of people but I mean lucky to get serve I guess but it wasn't enough especially in the city but, absolutely uh, yeah it was weird but I think uh if anything it just made me want to fight to do music more because I was like well fuck it like everyone's like oh it's so sad about the band so sad about the band you can't do this can't do that and I was like oh fuck it I mean people are still paying attention really you know what I mean people haven't forgot about us and like people are missing live music like crazy so I'm like okay like you know let's try even harder this time around you know we got another chance let's do it so and how how does uh how did the label react how did pure noise um support you in the midst of this crazy world event that no one was expecting they were super cool about like the timeline on things because like the record should have been done in 2020 and it didn't finish until 2021 spring summer even and then it released in december so there was not a lot of lead up to it at all and we kind of just had to pump content out as much as we could like i think we filmed three music videos in a week and a half like it was just like i took off work which was like awful because you know we just weren't working so but like stuff like that but uh pure noise was really good about it i mean like they really pushed with this record for us which is really cool so and they were cool with the timeline they get it they were like you live in a different country and like the rules are different there like do what you can please but like you know no one's gonna break your arm if you if you're taking a little longer oh yeah absolutely um falsifier were talking to me about that the last interview i i did they just come back from a u.s tour and they were reflecting on the fact that um the experience of the pandemic has been a little different i think in the u.s than it has here in canada i feel like we had way more restrictions yeah, uh, lockdowns in ontario we had the most restrictions here i mean maybe not the most restrictions like, i don't know a lot of other places in the states maybe like smaller towns and stuff or bigger cities but toronto definitely went through like i think the most in north america like we had the most lockdowns like i'm gonna say four five even i don't even know totally yeah but that has such an impact on what you're trying to do totally. music wise it stunted every single thing and then it made people think like mm, do i want to do this anymore should i want to do this do that you know what i mean like people got we people's lives had to go on no matter what so that was the hardest part i guess like was just having to adjust back into it post pandemic but also stay sane during the pandemic which i mean control my sanity is kind of like uh, that's i mean speaking of being sane you know kind of where it came from just being in isolation right so that's kind of where the title came from just being at home yeah so all of this music your record and i'm sure many many others yeah lots of bands are doing some like i mean lots of bands put on some dark shit that came in covid time so i totally get it and i think that's like ours is a product of that too for sure but it's like it's cool but it's also like oh my god i can't wait till we all get past this you know <laughs> like 
Abs- like it's all, it feels like it's almost done, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we're in a different space now. You're able to do this uh, this run of a few Canadian shows and then down into the States into the second week of July, yeah? Uh, yeah, so we leave for Pittsburgh uh, this coming Tuesday, and then it starts like a week and a half of shows, and then we come back, uh, hit a show on the way back in Ontario, and then we're, yeah, we're done for a bit, and then we got some stuff coming up in the fall. But, uh, you know, can't say it. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, so how did how did this short run come about? Did you, as like Pacific, decide like, hey, we want to like get it back out on the road now that we can, or was it more like pure noise, um, you know, coming to you saying, hey, can we book a headliner for you? Like, how did this tour materialize? So like Adam from Rarity is our manager, and so is Rich Fernandez from Tandem, uh, with the book for Tandem. We have a good booking agent, Brad Wiseman and Alex Martin and the Pure Noise team. So we kind of had a really good team behind us. A lot of tours we could have got offers for. It didn't make any sense for the new record to put out. And, like, you know, we needed to do a headliner. It's been a long time. So we were like, you know, fuck it. Let's get it out. Not get it out of the way, but, like, more so, like, let's ease back into touring by doing our own thing. And so, uh, yeah, they helped a lot with that. It was, like, a lot of figuring stuff out. And, like, a lot of there was a lot of holes in this whole tour. Like, it was months of figuring things out. Bands had to drop for other better opportunities, which I understand. But it was like, you know, it was a hassle. So now that it kind of came to fruition, I'm like, okay, sick. Like, this is cool. Like, everyone did their part, and we're doing it now. So, like, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, everyone did a good job and helped each other out this entire thing. So our team did numbers, for sure. Did wonders. Absolutely. And so um, when you're when you're headlining a run, um, a, you know, a bigger run or even a, a shorter uh, tour, when you're the headliner... Um, Am I correct in assuming that you are able to pick all of the support acts, or how does that happen? So, sometimes, like, it depends, too. Like, you know, there's, like, other bands on Pure Noise. Like, we've never met Grumpster before. Great people. They put a new record out. They're newly on Pure Noise, so like, this is, like, their first tour, I think, over here. Uh, but we were, like, I think it got pitched to us, and we were, like, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So, like, we had some, you know, leeway with certain things, and, like, there was a band that had to drop, and so, like I was saying earlier, so... We got spaced on it, like, right away. Lexi reached out to me, and we were talking about getting her, them on some shows, and then I was like, hey, actually, do you want to do the tour? <laughs> Space was like, yes. So, in that sense, we do get to kind of pick, you know, and, I mean, definitely like, if a band gets put on a thing, we, like, are like, yes or no kind of thing, obviously, right? But I think this time around, it was kind of like, let's get all these, like, newer bands out and whatnot, but also, like, get, stuff, get ourselves back on the road. And so, when we got sent to the bands, we checked them all out, and we were like, this is great. Like, no matter what, if we even heard one song or not, we're like, this sounds cool, that looks great, let's just do it. You know? Absolutely, yeah. There's some, we do have some leeway with picking stuff, but, I don't know, any other bigger bands want to take us out, you know, or, well, you know my uh, email? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to me, like, as you know, I've been around over 20 years, and so, you know, I remember when, like, Pacific was the band coming up yep. right like i 14 15 for sure right and like but i'm like i remember when silverstein was playing like the y yes. you know <laughs> and like, MCA. Yeah. like i remember when alexis on fire was the local opener like anywhere in ontario st Catharines, yeah, yeah exactly exactly and so you know we we see this um ebb and flow of of, of musicians like so that I'm gonna guess that, that generation like your silver scenes and Lexus on fire are bands that like Pacific came up on I think we might have touched on this a totally couple years ago like really really good friends of us I'd love to meet Alexis on fire I think I've met a couple of those guys like 
think one of my good friends worked with Wade or something like that, but those Silverstein boys are fucking gods. They're sick. They're like, they vouch for us like crazy, and it's really cool because like we grew up listening to everyone in our band liked Silverstein at one point or still does. You know what I mean? So we love those guys. Absolutely. But see, now you're headlining this run, and like I just talked to Action Adventure who were like, yeah, man, we're label mates with like like Pacific. Yeah. So is it, I guess my question around that is, is it a weird feeling like having been the band that looked up to, to ones and now it's like these bands are looking up to us kind of thing exactly it's cool it's weird it's weird i'm not like a martyr but like it's cool like i like it it's it's different it's like when we were going out with bands like like i said silver scene at least like back in the day we were like oh my god this is crazy but now it's probably the same for them they're thinking like oh my god this is crazy and i'm like now nah, like we're everyone's in here to do the exact same job we're all chill like you know so it's i think it's cool i think it's i think it's great that these people can come out and be like sick we got on a label we want to be on it we get to tour with the band we like which is like the same I can say for these guys you know what I mean we checked them all out before we brought them on the tour or something we didn't ever heard of them we were like we like them let's bring them out you know so absolutely yeah and so now that you're um, you're the band that you know has an amount of experience is headlining the, the tour etc are there things that um, other bands before you like your Silversteins passed on to you as you were coming up that you now pass on to all these new bands or do you have any particular um you know words of of wisdom or um advice for them i think if anything i just learned how to i mean we've toured with some great people and we've toured with some people we hate like that are just mean to us and are terrible and have egos and whatnot and so if anything i've learned is everyone's here to do the exact same job no matter what level you're at and you're, everyone is trying that's the main word is you're trying so I think anything I've learned is to be like you know because you meet like I said you meet Silverstein meet all these people and they're, they, you're like oh my god there's a huge band you know what I mean like a very cool band maybe they're dicks or something you know what I mean maybe they're pompous maybe they're whatever but like they weren't and like a lot of people weren't in this kind of whole thing so if anything I've taken humbleness towards everything you know what I mean like I get it everyone's trying to do the exact same thing at a different level so it's like yeah, if anything, I learned humbleness is what I've gained from all this. Absolutely, and that's, you know, that's the way to be. That's uh, something that I think will pay dividends as the years go on, just to be real and just not do the the ego thing. I think that's a huge thing, is the ego thing, where, like, we met so many bands that have giant egos get... In their heyday, they were doing fucking well, but now they're, I don't know, just, I mean, if they're doing well, they're just fucking dicks. So, if anything, it's just like, you know, I never want to be that person to a younger band, or uh, not even younger, like a newer band or whatever. Like, it just, it's not welcoming. And so, I think that's, if anything, I'm just like, it's just respect, I think I've learned, you know what I mean? I've, I was looking up to a certain bunch of people that kind of let me down, and I don't want to let someone down. So, I'm like, you know, can't do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it uh, highlights to the importance of like um, music being something that you do, but not something that defines you. How do you how do you um, make that distinction for yourself? I mean, like I have a life outside of this whole thing and I always have, um, but it's become more apparent that it is my lifestyle now. And it has been for the last like, I mean, actively touring lifestyle for the last like eight years and so i don't know like yeah sorry i forgot the question for me <laughs> i just tripped out <laughs> i forgot it i lost it no just how you differentiate between music being something that you do mm -hmm. uh 
versus versus being something that defines you yeah i mean like i said like i think music defines us now at this point in our career before it was always like we were trying to get to this point but i think we just all collectively like doing this but it's we still have separate lives like you know what i mean like we all want to do this full time but we all still want to have like a little bit of mystery to us in some way you know what i mean like some of us bought houses some of us got married some of us are getting married it's like there's so many things and that is so far removed from music because that's like a pretty normal lifestyle but we want to have a good balance of both you know i want to I be able to do both i want to make a career out of it i don't want to fucking work at a bar anymore it's boring as hell absolutely no i yeah i hear you i hear you but it's uh my sense is that as the years go on that holding that balance becomes more and more important would that be true we have the balance now like i think like i said a lot of people's lives change in the pandemic and stuff like that for the band and so i think now we're trying to find the balance as before we weren't finding the balance we were just doing the band and now it's having the exact same mentality but finding a balance like finding a common ground you know yeah because you would have started this were you guys in high school when you started this band or uh, just after like a year and a half out of high school two years out of high school right I'm so one now so i would have been 21 10 years ago ish maybe 20 we didn't really do much we played a couple shows here and there and then we brought the band to toronto in like 2012 played a bunch of shows in toronto in a little bit of Ontario stuff and then well, 2014 hit and we had a demo with Central Pure Noise and we signed with them in 2015 that's when it kind of became different I and mean, it was only band 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 stuff at all times and now it's like work band life and we just gotta balance it you know absolutely right was care. We're like, oh quit a job break up with this person do this it's like who fucking cares but now it's like we just have our head on our shoulders I guess and we're trying to figure it out you know now everyone's married and you can't exactly be like, okay, see ya. I mean, I guess you could, but... Yeah, but it's like, it's 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 harder. It's harder. It's harder on more than one person now. It's harder. It's it's like, you've got significant others to worry about and their feelings and shit like that, you know, so... Absolutely, yeah. Being, being like Pacific at age 31 is different than being like Pacific at age 21. Yeah, and like Pacific at 25 even, like, you know what I mean? Like, 25, 26, or like in mid-20s when everyone's like, oh, you're in your mid-20s now, like, whatever... It's bullshit. Like, it's just like, do whatever the fuck you want, even if you're 31 or 40, who gives a shit? But it's like, you got to figure out a balance or you're going to burn yourself out and you're just going to be over. I've seen so many bands just do that, where they just do bam, 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 bam shit only. That is their identity. That is what they do for work, which is great. And if it doesn't work out, it's like their world crumbles around them. It's like, how it works. You know what I mean? Like, you got to, so you don't get upset. You got to figure out everything else first or in time, you know? Absolutely. In time, we've all figured it out now what we want. So it's like... We can have a life at home, but we can also have a life on the road. Yeah, and that makes a difference. And the fact that you've got, you know, over a decade of experience mm-hmm. being uh, in a band, I think would inform um, the way the band functions, yeah? Yeah, totally. I think it's just now everyone's very considerate of certain things. And we like, we just, I think, it, like I said, like we got our head on our shoulders now, but we didn't before. We're just trying to figure out what to do and how to maintain it. And now it's like, no, we know what we want, so we're just going to do it that way, but also make it work. So it's just like, yeah, it's been a lot of confusing years. Of Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, I think it uh, is something to be commended. It's not easy to be in a band to begin with. No. Um, you know, regardless of the age that you are, I suppose there are um, challenges at any different point and you know as we've been talking about i think those challenges 
you know, just intensify as the years, as the years go on. And so, you know, to be a band for over a decade now is certainly something to be, um, commended. And I wonder if it's again, to come back to exactly what we've been talking about. I wonder if it's because like Pacific, um, doesn't have egos, right? I don't think any of us have an ego in some sort. Like I'm in a pop punk band or whatever you want to fucking call it, alternative rock band, punk band, whatever at this age. And I'm still doing it. Like I really can't have an ego. You know what I mean? Like you can't, I mean you can, but like, what's the point? Where's it going to get you? Like who's going to fucking care? Like no one. So <laughs> like, I don't know. I think the us. Yeah. I just, I think our level headedness has got us to where we are because we, every opportunity we've gotten, we've been so grateful for but never let it get to our heads, really, I don't think. Like, I think maybe a couple times we've been like, oh, hell yeah, we got this big-ass tour, we're fucking, we're killing it. We're going to Good Charlotte, we're like, fuck yeah, let's go. Fly over to the UK the first time, we're going to a different country. And then, like, but I don't even think that was ego or, or like, anything. It was just, like, being excited. And maybe, Absolutely. Maybe, maybe gloating about it, but, like, that's, you should. You should oh, no. gloat about it. Like, Absolutely you should. There's a difference between being excited about kind of the next steps that your band is is taking and just, like, you know being egotistical on a regular basis right and funnily enough what i happen to have noticed over the years is that you know the bands that um play into that whole ego thing um they kind of tend to implode i know some bands that have changed over the years and i'm very happy for them but at a friendship level i see where it's gotten to their heads and they just kind of it becomes a selfish thing, which you need to be because you really want to get to this certain point in this level of a career in music because it's so fucking hard. And so, with that being said, it's just really a matter of keeping it cool. Like, you don't have to, like, just because you get a big giant tour, like, doesn't mean that you're fucking, everyone knows who you are or gives a shit about you. You know what I mean? You got to make them. But, like, I see a lot of people kind of let the ego get to their head right away and they're like the biggest band ever and they don't do much and they just fucking fall apart and it's like don't do that because that's embarrassing like i don't know absolutely absolutely so to get back to the new record control my sanity um what are your hopes for the new record i hope that we tour every single major place and get really big and make lots of money <laughs> i hope we're fucking huge i swear to god i'm over this shit let's go <laughs> like i'm not really over it. but i'm like you know what i mean like it, it it was so lucrative before the tour and it was really working for our lifestyles and then the or before the tour before the pandemic and now the pandemic's happening it's like kind of starting from scratch again for us uh not necessarily but like a little bit you know we gotta get some of shows out of the way before we do some big stuff but um yeah i don't know if anything i think it just i don't know yeah it's just chill now <laughs> It's a different experience when you've put out a number of records because this is your third full length. length. Yeah, Yeah, third full length. Been signed for six and a half years, seven years, seven years, I'm going to say. And so, um, yeah, just, you know, that's it. And uh, so there may be revisiting, um, going places that you haven't gone. I'm not going to ask you to... You know, no, talk about like, any specifics, like, but like, we're definitely gonna go back to the UK and tour the states and stuff like that. But like, I'm hoping that those other better, uh, not better, but like, you know, more opportunities if anything, not better or worse or whatever. Just like, I want to be able to make this. Like, I don't know what else I'm gonna do. Like, I mean, I could work at a bar for the rest of my life. I don't, but I don't want to. Like, I, was, I think I was born to be creative. This is what I want to do. 
Um, I want to make life specific work. I think we all really do. And so that's, like I said, with, with this pandemic happening and shit like that, it's like now we know what we want. So it's like, you know, do it. So it sounds like there were some things that... Yeah, for sure. There was just like some stuff, you know. Everyone's just got different lives now, you know. And even before, like people change and grow up and regardless of a pandemic. So it's like you can't really blame them. But yeah. And it sounds like, though, you've also learned a number of things coming out of the the pandemic, which will inform the way like Pacific goes about things in the future. Is that, would that be fair? Yeah. Like, I mean, like in <laughs> a funny one is like, I'm like, I'm never going to sleep on someone's floor ever again. Like, unless I have to, but you know, comfort level, that's for sure. I'm like, you know, let's fucking, I'm, I'm 30 years old. Like, I don't want to hurt my back or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, then I can't go home and fucking work at this stupid bar. But, um, you know, my bar is going to listen to this and be like, yo, we fucking fired, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of things that we would have learned, I mean, like, personally for me, I'm like, I just, out of understanding people's boundaries and shit now, too, fully seeing how many people, like, during the pandemic were super, like, who fucking cares? And people who were like, don't talk to me. And then some people were like, I'm not leaving my house. And I'd never judge a single person for any of those reasonings because it's like, this is an entire world that thinks differently than I think. So you got to let them have it, you know? So if anything, I've, I've learned how to, uh, uh, I've, learn how to respect other people's opinions on things you know what i mean because we're just all trying to get through it yeah just kind of meeting people where they're where they're at yeah making they're making it comfortable not making it like you know what i mean like if anything i've learned how to be a better person by being more respectful in certain ways and stuff like that and like knowing what i want and being nicer to myself even you know what i mean it was all i did was smoke weed every day for two years do drugs and do nothing and because i couldn't work and we weren't touring and it was depressing as shit and then we wrote a record and it did well and it was like here we are, you know what I mean? So seeing it come to fruition is like the best part. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, awesome. We're uh, very happy for everyone uh, in Lake Pacific. And uh, thank you for taking some time here again with us at uh, Spinning Thoughts. It's always great to to see you. And uh, just before we wrap, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Uh, we're going to have a fall tour this year uh, for sure. And you have to come to it. And if you don't, I'll scream. All right. I'll I'll fucking kick your parents' ass. I don't know. What do you want to hear? (laughs) Well, then I'll see you in the fall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, please. Like. (laughs) All right. Thank you again. Of course. Thank you. And uh, until next time, we will share music and spread love. Perfect. Sick. Once again, I want to thank Like Pacific for being here for episode 233 of Spinning Thoughts. I'm looking right now, and this band has been on, again, this is the fourth time, episode 78, episode 143, episode 198, and right here, right now for episode 233. Thank you, Jordan, and all of Like Pacific. Love you all, and can't wait to catch up with you myself hopefully soon. If you like this kind of content, make sure you give it a like. Follow us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. We will be back again same time, same place next week. But until then, make sure you share music, spread love. Okay.